Second half of The People Show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. This hour of The People Show brought to you by JanPro, the leaders in commercial cleaning and janitorial. If your workplace demands a clean environment, contact JanPro for a free, no-obligation quote. Visit janpro.ca. Tomorrow at Rogers Arena, Arizona Coyotes coming to town to play your Vancouver Canucks. You'll hear it on these airwaves. Myself, Satyar Shah on the postgame show. Uh, Batch and Randeep with the call. And then Reach and Sat with the pregame show. Uh, you'll be seeing Troy Stetcher, Arizona Coyotes defenseman on the ice. Uh, he joins us now here on the People Show. Troy, uh, thanks a lot for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, welcome back home. I imagine uh, different conditions uh, today in the lower mainland than you're uh, used to seeing right now in Arizona. Yeah, uh, even kind of used to what I was growing up to. I felt like it hardly snowed, and if it did, it was gone the next day, but it's coming down hard. Uh, when you get back home, are the uh, the off days busier than the game days? Uh, I think probably early in my career when I first went to Detroit, obviously trying to play catch-up and seeing everybody. but uh, Right. More so now as I've been in the league longer and I've gotten older, uh, friends and family kind of understand you know, the grind of the schedule and, you know, how valuable days off are to recover. So uh, they kind of let me be. Right on. Uh, it, it's year two in Arizona uh, for you. And, and and fans like to bring up situations uh, when players are traded away as an unrestricted free agent. They're like, oh, they can always come back in the summer and sign the player. In practicality, it doesn't always happen very often. You did do that, though, this uh, last summer. Um, what happened in the summer and, and what made it to this instance uh, make sense for you this time? Um, I don't know. I obviously had uh, some different offers available presented to me. And, um, it just felt like the best situation for me to go to was to go back to Arizona and you know have that familiarity with the organization, the coaching staff, and then obviously, uh, most importantly, my teammates understanding how we want to play and you know the aspirations that we have as an organization. So um, just felt like a very comfortable spot for me to go and. Um, I think this year's kind of proven, you know, that we've taken a step as a team. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, so from last year to this year, uh, what stands out to you as far as, like, what's changed for the team, whether it's mentality, structurally, uh, what's changed for you? Um, well, I think it's a variety of different reasons. I think, obviously, in the offseason, some of the players that we added, um, obviously, are, you know, Players that have been in the league for a long time and Zucker and then Bukestad came back, myself came back, and then we got Dumba and uh, Travis Dermott. So it was just like a handful of guys that have experience around the league. And then just natural progression. Um, we have so many young players that are super talented and obviously they're another year older. So with that comes more experience, more uh, confidence. And um, right now it just seems like uh, we're in every fight, every game. So uh, it's been enjoyable to play for. Last year, uh, you'd watch Coyotes games, and uh, I'm not sure how many people were watching in, in general, but it, it was very obvious as like how hard the team played, and it feels like it's even carried over into this year as well. So for people that you know aren't regular watchers of, of out of town games, I hope they're realizing like how hard you guys work. How does that come about, and how and, and like how do you, it stay sustained? Um. Well, first, I think yeah, like obviously it has to come with it with end, with your personnel and having buy in, but. A lot of it comes from obviously our head coach and Andre Tourney, we call him Bear, and uh, the culture that he's created and the standard that he sets for us. So, um, you know, we have a ton of respect for him being the leader of our group. And um, a lot of the times we just want to go to work for him and we want to go to work for each other. So it's something that's non negotiable in our organization and something we take a lot of pride in as our work ethic. 
how's that relationship developed uh, over these, uh, these these past couple of seasons with the coach? It's been great. Obviously, um, if it didn't, I wouldn't have came back. Um, so we have a good relationship. And um, it started earlier than people think. I, I played for him at the World Championships. He coached the defensive group um, when I went. Um, so got familiar with him there. And then obviously last year and then this year, playing for him. So um, just someone I have a lot of respect for. And, um, he's a really good man and a really good coach. Because you're playing a lot more this year, too. I think it's like two and a half minutes. So I imagine that bump up is is probably a nice confidence boost as well as you continue to uh, work on that, you know, being in that city and, and, and work on that relationship. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that comes with, like, opportunity and, you know, structure the team. And um, there's different aspects behind it. But, um, you know, whatever they ask of me, I try to put the best foot forward. I've trying to do that my entire career and I think it's been evident with where I've been in the lineup I, I kind of bounce around up and down so um, you know when they want to lean on me they can lean on me and I'll be always prepared but um, you know I think we're obviously a team this year that um, has bigger goals than we did last year and we're right in the thick of this fight so um, yeah, it, it just comes with trust and experience and um, trying to do the best job I can. So last year, the team, um, I, I think it was like 22 games uh, were, were one-score games, and there was like 14 OTLs. And, and you weren't there for all of it, obviously. But this year, in one-goal games, the team is 10-5-3. and three. Uh, When stuff like that starts to flip the next year, what do you attribute that to? I think just experience and understanding, you know, how to protect leads or you know, how to, you know, chase when you're trailing. So, um the only way you get better at that is through experience. So uh, the more games you play in it, the more comfortable you get in those situations. And, um, you know, I think early on, maybe in your career or for a team that doesn't experience it, you might grip your stick a little tight and you might make a couple of mistakes, but it's because you care. And then, you know, as you go through those experiences, you start to relax and understand what needs to be done. So um, just experience overall. Do you think about it differently now at, at, at this stage in your career than you did, say, like 2018, 2019? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely talked about a lot, I think, um, in, a, in a locker room amongst the players. And well, when you're a young guy, you're obviously you're trying to be a sponge and soak everything in from so many different knowledgeable people, teammates, coaching staff, and management. So, um, and as you get older, you start to realize, and it makes a lot more sense. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that comes with time. Uh, all right, give us a scouting report on a, a teammate of yours, Logan Cooley. Uh, is he as uh, fun in practice as he looks uh, during the games? He's a great player. He's uh, super exciting. Um, it's crazy, you know, like what he can achieve in this league, like how much potential he has. And, um, he's really exciting. So he kind of es- escapes different plays the way Quinn does, and uh, it's, a, it's a joy to watch. Uh, all right, I, I'm kind of going to put you on the spot here, too, because uh, I, I like watching Coyotes games. I like watching the, the uh, Kachina jerseys, but but you got to play in the Black Skate jersey, so I, I'm going to put it to, to you here. The, the Coyotes Kachina jersey or the Canucks Black Skate jersey? Which one do you prefer? Kachina, obviously. <laughs> I play for the Yotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you uh, doing this. Uh, have you had a chance to connect with any uh, former teammates? You're, you're down to about uh, six uh, former teammates from that 2020 uh, bubble team. Have you had a chance to connect with anyone? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of guys. Obviously, we were at the ring today, and Vancouver's practicing. So I uh, saw Hank and Danny. Um, saw Ian Clark, the goalie coach, and 
talked to Phil, Milsey, Beth, Petey, and you know, all the guys I played with. Um, Pui Suter, who I played with in Detroit, Z, I played with him at Calgary last year. So I've become a bit of a suitcase around this league the past couple of years. Um, so I, I've met a lot of different people. So it's good to always catch up with guys. Uh, well, we appreciate uh, you catching up with us, and uh, best of luck tomorrow and the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's uh, Troy Stetcher, Arizona Coyotes D-Man, joining us here on The People's Show. A uh, chance to uh, watch the Coyotes tomorrow. Uh, you hear it here on Sportsnet 650. You'll see it on Sportsnet uh, back home after a long road trip. And things should get uh, pretty exciting for the Canucks. Uh, go 5-1-1 one, and one on that road trip and then start a really energetic homestand here. Take it all the way to the all-star break, and the energy in the fan base starts to uh, you know, bubble and, and rise, certainly based on the conversations that uh, we've been having over the past 24 hours. Uh, but, you know, they're back home now after that road trip, and you just imagine the atmosphere tomorrow. Rogers Arena is going to be pretty jacked up, and then let alone what happens on Saturday as well. All right, let's catch up in the inbox. We're going to be joined with uh, Vancouver Giant Connor Levis in just a couple of moments here. Uh, but let's uh, jump back into the inbox, 650, 650. Because uh, we were talking about a couple of things there with the Pedersen contract and everything. And you know, here's a player that I think is just, you know, using the leverage. How, how often do we as employees get to maximize our leverage uh, over the employer? Wouldn't we all love to be in that position? Uh, this one, uh, penny pinching and trying to choke hold the organization. Listen, I love the guy. I think he's an amazing player, but I'll say what we're all thinking. And I'll clean up some of the language here, but it's uh, he's being a bit of a jerk to the management group, not saying that it's a bad thing or that we should hate him for it, but it just sucks from a fan's perspective. And it feels like he doesn't really care for the city. Look, I, I get that. I absolutely do. But it's it's just business. It's just business, man. And the way this is going right now for Elias Pettersson, I was looking this up. Uh, you start doing the contract comparables and all that sort of stuff, and guys who have had multiple 100-point seasons and multiple 30-plus goal seasons. It, it, it's a short list that have done it multiple times in the cap era. And you start looking at it, and I can make the claim that Elias Pettersson should or could demand – like 15% of the cap. 15%? We're sitting here, like we've been talking about a couple, you know, 9 to $11 million, you know, from where we were in the summer to where we started to get to as the season started, and then he's having his success, and you're thinking, all right, like 11 5 You start making the case, like you start looking at it, you can push this up towards, you know, 12 8 $13 million, given the contract comparables of – what the what what percentage of the cap certain guys ate up like a Patrick Kane like a Malkin like a Kucherov like a Connor McDavid those guys have chewed up you know 16% of the cap when their time came up 19% of the cap in case of someone like Ovi now that was way back in the day but players have done it and Elias Pettersson it, it's you start going through it it's like Kachuk and Kucherov are the ones who've taken lower AAVs they also happen to live in Florida. But if you want to run it like a couple of guys have, you could make it a pretty sizable number for Elias Pettersson. And if that's your motivation, that's your motivation. And he's having a great season. It's not as if he's not worthy of it. He's putting up awesome numbers, and very few players 
have put up you know multiple hundred point seasons, pair, pairing that with a lot of goals right now. And Elias Pettersson, uh, as far as his goals go, uh, look fantastic. Uh, he's doing plenty. Uh, all right, let's uh, t- t- talk to uh, from the Vancouver Giants, uh, one of the newest acquisitions, Connor Levis, who joins us now. Connor, how are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, things uh, started really well for you here in Vancouver for the Vancouver Giants, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But, but what's the transition been like uh, to become a Giant for you been like? Yeah, I mean, it's been been pretty awesome uh, getting to come home to my hometown and, mm-hmm. and play for the Vancouver Giants. I've been able to, you know, to go through quite a few games before I was drafted in the Western Hockey League. So uh, the trans- transition's been great. Uh, the staff, the coaches have been amazing, and, and, the, and the players as well. It's been uh, really good for me. Yeah, I imagine easier uh, for you than most, uh, considering you're so familiar with the area. So so uh, mm-hmm. what's been the best part of uh, uh, coming back home? Uh, I think just being in the lower mainland, uh, you know, it's lots of fun. Uh, there's, you know, so many places you can go to, and, you know, I know it so well. So uh, I know it's, sometimes it's difficult to, to transition to a new environment, uh, especially mm-hmm. for some guys in the Western Hockey League, but, uh, you know, nothing to really worry about for me. Uh, you mentioned it briefly there, just kind of knowing the coaching staff a, a bit. Uh, what did you know about the, the team and the organization from afar, and how has that matched your, your perception? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously playing in Kamloops, they're, they're in the same division, so I'm playing them a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, now that I'm being here, it's you know pretty cool to see the difference, and you'll get to play under a new new playing style, and you'll get to test my skills offensively and defensively as well. So, you know, the transition's been uh, it's been really fun, and you know, really excited to keep on going. Uh, we always hear from players when when seasons start and. You want to get the zeros off the board, right? Get your first goal, points, assists, whatever. Uh, when you start with a new team, did did you have that thought? And it, it, you know, you scored on your first shift. Didn't take you very long. But is that something you keep in your mind when you go start with a new team midseason, or do you just carry over where you were doing in Kamloops? No, I think it's definitely a little bit of a thought. You always want to get that first one out of the way. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a nice pass there from Leslie and. I was just able to, to put it in the back of the net. So it felt pretty good to, to get that one off my chest. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was really good. Glad to contribute in any way I can. Uh, what's been mentioned to you by the, the coaching staff or management of how they're, they're building the Giants program and how, how you're going to be involved? Yeah, I mean, you know, Barkley's done a really good job here. and uh, We have a really good team this year. So, you know, just focus on, focus on this year and, you know, finish off really strong, hang in the playoffs here and, you know, we'll keep on pushing so we can have as much success as we can. You get a chance to skate with some pretty good players too. Uh, the, the the line that you're been been featured on is uh, pretty high profile. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know Samuel Honzak. I played against him lots, and you know played against him when I was at the Penticton uh, tournament there. You know when I played against Calgary, so mm-hmm. he's been a great player. Um, you know I've played against him lots, and you know now that I'm getting to play with him on a line, it's you know, pretty cool experience for me and playing with Cameron Schmidt the, the, uh, the other night, uh, you know, fast player, really smart. Um, you know, he's going to be a really great player. Um, you know, he's got a lot of time left in the Western Hockey League. So, you know, really fortunate to you know, be playing with those guys. And, uh, I think we're going to create some pretty good scoring chances, uh, coming into this weekend. Connor Levis joining us from the Vancouver Giants. Uh, you get drafted last year. You mentioned you're you're, you're part of the Jets organization. Uh, so you're not officially a pro yet, but you start learning what the business of pro hockey, uh, and 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 you get acquired here by Vancouver in this trade. Uh, so w- what's the experience of a trade like that you that you learned about the business that way? 
yeah, I mean, you know, I think most important thing is, you know, anything can really happen. So, um, you know, the best way I think you can, you can really put it is just make sure you keep working hard wherever you are, you know, make sure you're playing guitar for whatever Jersey you're wearing. And, uh, you know, whatever happens at the end of the day is what happens, but, uh, you know, you definitely understand that it's a business and everybody's trying to have success everywhere. So, you know, just got to learn to to overcome some adversity, but, you know, in the end, some change can never hurt you. And, uh, I'm really excited to be here in Vancouver. Uh, you mentioned here that you know good teams starting to come together and 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 what these next few months mean. It, it's been a little touch and go. Like they they've had three wins and then it stumbles and one and win and one loss. You know what what's important for these next few min, uh, months to close out the season? Yeah, I think uh, you know now that the trade deadline's done, everybody can kind of gel as a team here. And you know, I think once you do that, you're you're going to really start seeing some consistency here. And you know that's really important when you're playing games, just you know, being consistent every single night and you're going to find that you're going to have a lot of success when you're doing that every night, uh, when you're competing hard and you know, trying to spend as much time in the ozone as possible. And I think when you do that, you start winning, uh, you start getting some confidence and, you know, just that consistency part uh, comes a lot easier for everybody. Uh, what have you learned? Uh, you know, a couple of important playoff runs uh, through the Blazers. Uh, what did you learn from those that can translate here? Yeah, for sure. I had some, some pretty good ones there with the Blazers. Um, I think, you know, from my experience, you just you really gotta learn that you gotta compete super hard when you're in when you're in the playoffs. Um, anything can really happen. So, uh, you know, you're you're fighting for for your season, and you know some of the 20 year old guys who who might not play again. So, um, you gotta learn to overcome adversity if you lose one game and, and keep pushing because you can always come back from three games. And um, you know, when you're doing that, you're you're gonna find some success and really gel together as a team and have some have some success in the playoffs. Uh, well, you're back on the ice on Friday in Kelowna and then uh, at home here on Sunday at the Langley Event Center. Connor, we, we, we appreciate it, and uh, best of luck here moving forward. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, it's Connor Levis from your Vancouver Giants, uh, one of the newest acquisitions, scoring on his first shift as a Vancouver Giant uh, through two games here. And, uh, again, they're getting ready against uh, Kelowna back-to-back. Uh, Kelowna comes to town then on the 21st. And then another home game as well against Victoria for your Vancouver Giants next Friday. Uh, so you can go to VancouverGiants.com slash tickets to get all your details of where to check out your Giants over at the Langley Event Center. Of course, you'll uh, hear them on these airwaves as well. So you can hear Connor and everyone else uh, from the Vancouver Giants uh, called by Nathan Cantor. Uh, so make sure you're uh, tuning in and heading over to the LEC this Sunday. Uh, all right, a few minutes left in the show here. Uh, a couple of things that we can uh, touch on as well through the inbox, 650-650. Do want to get to the fantasy football update as well. No Danny Kelly today. Uh, he is uh, taken down by the uh, conditions today. He's uh, just south of us, uh, the border. But uh, conditions got to him. Uh, couldn't join us today. So uh, I- I'm doing the fantasy update solo today, which is brought to you by... The Clayton Public House, pre-game to post-game, the Clayton Public House. Your home of football, catch all the action on 15 screens, two giant projectors, theclaytonpub.com. All right, divisional weekend. Let's go through these here. Packers and 49ers. I'm, I'm like jumping on the Christian McCaffrey props and, and for daily fantasy. That's what I'm jumping on here. Uh, the 49ers have run all over the Packers in playoff Positions past, they're like a nine-point favorite in this spot. 
certainly their offensive philosophy meshes perfectly for them versus what the Green Bay defense has done in the past. So obviously McCaffrey, that's not a big leap to, to, to jump out on. If you're looking at the Packers side of the ball, maybe at Antavian Wicks, I wonder if the linebacker is going to lock up the tight ends. That might be an issue for the Packers with Musgrave and Kraft. Reed is exciting. Uh, Wicks would be the other guy. Maybe go down to the third option from Green Bay. The Texans and the Ravens, I'm gobbling up Gus Edwards' props. I, I feel like the Ravens lean on the Texans, and if I can get some Gus Edwards shares, that's what I'm going towards. Obviously, the Texans, if they're down, C.J. Stroud's throw-in, that could be a fantasy angle as well. But, you know, Lamar is Lamar. This is playoff time, and, he, and he's got to do it. Do you just want to wait a week before you say, all right, now he's ready to do it? Like the playoffs has kind of been his Achilles heel. Is, is he someone you're tracking for fantasy? I, I might shade towards uh, CJ Stroud just because game script. If they're down and he's got to start throwing a ton, th- that's the best course of action for the Texans. Uh, I'm not a huge Devin Singletary guy. So I, I'm looking to CJ Stroud maybe in a bad game script environment that he starts thriving late. Uh and starts putting up some fantasy points for you for DFS. Uh, but but the main QBs are going to be in the next matchup, Chiefs and Bills. That's the one everyone's looking forward to. What kind of haymakers are Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes going to throw at each other? If you're looking at it for props, if you're looking at it for DFS, oh, man, we're chatting we're about it yesterday with Mark Schofield, and you know Josh Allen has had success against the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think this is probably the best Chiefs defense we've seen. Obviously, they win the Super Bowl, but it's like this is the defensive team, as I've been saying all year long. They've had their issues offensively with some drops and everything. But the defense, I think, is the finest-tuned version that we've seen uh, from Kansas City. But... Josh Allen, he can be supernova at times. I'd shade towards Allen over Mahomes as far as props go. I don't know what the, you know, we'll, we'll wait till Friday to announce the big six and who's winning this game and everything. But as far as the the stat line might look, I might favor Josh Allen, if not the end result. Also, I'm taking over on some Chiefs rushing totals because the offensive line last week looked significantly better significantly better, and that to me would be a huge boost for the Chiefs. So them gelling and plowing some lanes in Buffalo would be massive for the running game, whether it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I imagine's props aren't too high. I think I saw around like 10 yards uh, rushing. So if he pops one decent one, you're there. Pacheco's obviously sitting around 65 yards uh, for the over-unders for total yards. Uh, As far as Detroit... And Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. Mike Evans props. That's that's where I'm living and dying here. Maybe a little sprinkle some on Kate Otten as well. But Mike Evans is the one uh, that I'm leaning towards. Had the big drop. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, he is Mike Evans. He's going to be okay in this cushy environment. And last time they played, there were open guys for Tampa Bay versus Detroit. Baker get back on track. That one's a nice one. As far as Detroit, run game. I'm leaning towards the run game. Jared Goff, I'd be shading towards Brock Purdy. I'd be shading towards Allen and Mahomes if I'm going DFS. Uh, 
Jared Goss on my first look, but Amon Ross St. Brown would be an option. Laporta looks like he's going to be full go as well, so that'd be a big boost to the Detroit Lions as well. All right, that's the fantasy football update brought to you by the Clayton Public House pregame to postgame. Clayton Public House, your home of football. Catch all the action on 15 screens, two giant projectors, the ClaytonPub.com. All right. On the other side, big shout-out, by the way. Troy Stetcher joining the show. Connor Levis joining the show. And your contributions. Big shout-out to Ben. Elon running the show. It's a snow day. They're out there competing, making sure we're on the air. So big shout-out to them as well. Canuck Central coming up. Dan Riccio, Satyar Shaw. It's overrated, underrated Wednesdays. Get your submissions in. You can always get a few late ones into the inbox. 650, 650. Uh, They'll have it all for you throughout the course of the show. It's on the way here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.